CJ inspires. Hey, what's going on, dads? Real, real quick. Um, thank you for listening to the Fathership Project. You have no idea how much it blesses me. Um, just to see that listen, it, it, it makes a difference. You believe it or not, it makes a difference. Um, so thank you. So while we're here and we're talking about fatherhood and we're trying to normalize healing through fathership, right? Through the father-child focus on the son, the father-child relationship and reconciliation. Um, there's one thing that we can't forget about that's very, very important of being a father, and that's being present, right? And how can you be present if you're not alive? So when I talk about being a great dad and being a present dad, I am not leaving out the fact that health is one of the keys to our wealth in fathership. So um, we got to get healthy. We got to have a conversation. Now, this does not mean that you have control but this does mean that you are being intentional and you are doing your part to keep that thing that God got you in your meat suit that's keeping keeping that thing running as properly as possible so that God can use you as long as your purpose allows because your children need it. Imagine if God said, man, I gave you 90 years, but because of how you treated your body, you only got 50% of it. You only got 38 years. You only got 42 years. Not because of murder. Not because of, you know, illness or disease that you couldn't control. But because you wouldn't tell yourself no. Because you weren't intentional about the way you're eating. I'm telling you this, guys, because two years ago I was hospitalized because of that exact reason. I wasn't taking care of my body. I wasn't eating right. My blood pressure was out of control. And I had... Um, type 2 diabetes which means I wasn't born with it but I developed it because I had a lifestyle that was dedicated and addicted to sugar so I want to have the conversation with you guys about health and I'm telling you this because this is something that I've embarked on I'm talking about the Bible also talks about my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge so the first thing I did about this health thing when God blessed me and healed my kidneys healed my body for me to come home with my family is I said I have to get educated on what I'm putting in my body so I automatically invested in me and took this farm to table class with Dr. Lisa Smith and I'm telling you it doesn't mean that you're gonna not eat these things but now you know exactly what's going on what you're putting in your body and you're making a conscious decision because at the end of the day if you're not making a choice someone's making a choice for you and who better to make a choice for how long in your child's life but you i'm just saying so but don't take it from me let's take it from the actual creator miss lisa smith here are the facts. In the black community, over 70% of individuals are classified as overweight or obese. The leading cause of death is heart disease, cancer, and stroke. And despite what you've been told, did you know that your genes play less than a 10% role in you getting a chronic condition such as high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, or obesity? These are all what we call lifestyle diseases. So what does that mean? A simple change in your lifestyle can change the outcome in your life expectancy, both for yourself and future generations. And I recommend the number one way of doing that is by adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. A whole food plant-based diet is the only diet that has been scientifically proven to prevent and reverse the number one cause of death in the United States 
heart disease. Over 600,000 people die every year from this condition and it can be arrested by changing our diet. We can lower cholesterol, lower blood pressure, reverse obesity, reverse type 2 diabetes, all by changing our diet and adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle. And I believe I have one of the best programs that allows you to do just that. My signature course, Farm to Table, that's farm as in P-H-A-R-M, pharmaceuticals to food. That's right. My signature course walks you from wherever you are to adopting a whole food plant-based lifestyle, eliminating animal products, refined sugars, processed oil, excess sodium, and processed food that is chock full of colorants, dyes, chemicals, and preservatives, which essentially lays the foundation for many of the chronic diseases that we suffer from. So if you are interested in completely reversing those chronic conditions, getting off of those prescribed drugs, and using food as medicine, you want to do yourself a favor and check out farmtotablecourse.com. That's farmtotablecourse.com. Farm is P-H-A-R-M. Learn all about the curriculum, hear from our alumni students, and do yourself a favor and start over fresh and change the outcome for yourself and future generations. CJ Inspires. I made this podcast for my sons. This podcast is not political. This podcast is for the people. It's for the fathers. It's for the sons that will be fathers or the sons and the daughters that do have fathers. This podcast is for men. You are listening to The Fathership Project. Demetrius Early, and you are listening to the Fathership Project. I have a brother here that um, engaged me in a very, very, very deep conversation a few days ago on Facebook, Mr. Paul Boudreaux, which is my first, this is a big deal, my first Canadian guest. You're my first out-of-country guest. Like, I'm I'm super excited. This is a big deal. So, um, Paul, I want you to uh, just introduce yourself to the audience just for a second. Just tell them a little bit about yourself before we get into uh, a very, very uh, near and dear conversation to my heart. Sure. Um, my name is Paul Boudreaux, as Demetrius mentioned. Um, originally from um, Moncton, New Brunswick, Canada. Um, that's where I grew up. That's where my dad, uh, my dad was born in that area. Not exactly in Moncton, but in that area. Um, you know, uh, this is my, so I'm on my second marriage. My first marriage, I have two kids. My second marriage, I have three kids. Um, the lady I'm married to currently is a black lady. And so my kids, of course, are black children. Um, I helped raise them. Um, they're currently, the oldest is currently 38 and the youngest is 25 and the middle child is 27 I believe 20 yeah 27 28 something like that um so the oldest is a is a girl the middle one is a boy and the 
um, child is a girl as well. So, oh, wow. Uh, so yeah, so they're American. I'm Canadian, and I'm white. They're black. So there's a lot of that's a lot. There's, there's, I, there's right a lot there. of differences. Right, 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 right. So uh, well, one of the things I wanted to mention to you is that you know I go online and I. And watch and I read, you know, comments about the stuff that's going on these days. You write and you know, um, systematic racism and systemic racism, excuse me. Mm. And sometimes I comment and you know I get these weird replies because like, well, you know, white boy, right? So I'm like, right, right. yeah, I understand. I get it. I, I I understand that you know you you would you would have that reaction, but you know I love my kids too. And they're right. facing these issues, and it worries me probably as much, or maybe as same amount as a black parent does, right? I worry about my grandson, who's black, walking down the street and police pulling him over, right? Same as a as a black father. Anybody else? Right, 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 right. So it's it's difficult to to weigh in on conversations uh, regarding race. Um, Simply because you know, first appearance, people wonder why a white person's making comments about black racism, right? Right. Well, but see, the one opportunity it affects me just as much as everyone else. Absolutely. The one thing that um, I actually think is it's it's a tough space to try to dialogue with people who don't want to talk, right? Yes. So, yeah. if, so if I'm immediately trying to shut you up, then there's no desire for conversation. Right. But also, and that's the one of the one driving forces of why I've been focusing on the fathership project and fatherhood in general, is that that is one one element that God put in place that connects us. Because, right. like I said, we are different, right? I'm black. You're white. You're, listen, you're Canadian. When but I tell I'll, you, I'll never know what it's like to be a black person, right? And I and I and I, 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 I'm, and I I'm, say the same. Like, totally never, with I'm you there. But I know what it's like to have black children, even though exactly. I'm white. And that see, and that's what I'm saying. And that connects us because no matter where you came from, no matter, like, I'm talking about your whole life, and I've heard this even, I watched the interview with the white man who was racist his whole life, his, you know, passed down, yeah. his grandfather, all that, and then his uh, daughter got married to a black man, and they had, he had grandchildren, and he's so in love with his grandson that it forced him to, it just, it, 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 it tore down all of the crap that he had grew up believing. And it was like, man, you know, and that's one of the amazing things that kids offer. But this also shows this is something that connects us, even with just how we met. To, and I'm gonna be totally honest, this is terrible. I'm so ignorant of Canada, even though I'm in Michigan and it's like right across the street. The only thing I know about Canada is from the South Park show, the terrible show they make like can Canadians. I'm talking about it's so bad. Like that's how ignorant I am of Canada. But a friend it of mine is in travel, it's crazy. Is so that's definitely explo exploiting Canadian, you know, stereotypes. Uh, it is absolutely that is not a good representation of I mean, anything. It, it does of, right, of anything. right. Right. It right, takes right. the most exaggerated ster stereotypes of Canadians and it just puts it, it just, front and center. It, exactly. <laughs> so and that makes sense. So a friend of mine, he actually went to Canada. He was in Toronto two years ago. And he was telling us about it, and I was like, "Wow!" Like I had no idea. He talking, talking about culturally, how he just how people were. He said it, he said it was so. It was first of all, he traveled all over the world. He said this was the best. Like it was such a, the vibe over there was so relaxed. Mm -hmm. It was so clean. He said, and he said it was so like the diversity is one thing he kept talking about. He was like, "Man, you mean you just saw all different types of people?" And I'm talking about you see yeah. people that even even people that look like us, a person, a black person walking, and they're speaking. 
fluent French. Like, straight, you know what I'm saying? And, it, yep, yep. and that's why. Um, there are a lot of black French Canadians. See, Believe it or not. Like, I mean, you wouldn't think, but yeah. Right, exactly. You, exactly. So, so, but it makes sense, like I said, because fatherhood, is, that's something that connects us. Because if all of yeah. us don't become fathers, at the very least, all of us had to have fathers prior to, you know, uh, some some people's dis, you know, like everybody needed a dad and mom to get here, whether they were great, uh, crappy, or, you know, or just non-existent. They had some, two people had to come together to get you here. Um, and that impact is what the Fathership Project is. What the relationship that you and your father, what that has on you for the rest of your life um, and your worldview, how your community is that before. So it was a question I asked. And I asked, what if I told you your dad, if you're he did his best, right. would that be enough? And let me tell you, this is and this is why like I locked in on you. Cause I mean, I had a first of all, it was an amazing interaction. I was so blessed, thankful and blessed. The first thing you said, which proved that you've been a little bit abused on social media and when you just try to be social, like, you know, which we all have. And right. like, look, I'm not trying to argue. And right. then you rolled out, you know, what you wanted to say, because like, you know. Um, you didn't have to agree with I mean, you didn't really disagree with me, but you shared a perspective, and that's what the post was about. Was about perspective. Right. I didn't. Have I didn't a, want to tear. I didn't want to tear down your post. I knew you were trying to make a point, and so I wasn't trying to tear down your point that you were trying to make. Mm. But I want. But I felt strongly about representing children mm-hmm. of abuse. Yes. Right. And that was fair. And that, and that was. And honestly, that was exactly the point because. When you think about parenting, there is no box. Like, there's no handbook. Trust and believe there's a handbook. I would pray that everybody would have to graduate before they could have children. (laughs) Like, but it's not. Like, we're not given. So, so there are so many dynamics. Even you, you talk about you were remarried. How old were you when your, um, how old were your children in your second marriage when y'all, when y'all first got married? When we first got married. Um, so it was 20 years ago. So, oh, so they were younger. Was 23. 30 day, it'd be 24, so 28, in, her late 28. Teens, in her late teens, I guess, 20 years oh. since so 30. So she would have been in her late teens. 18 teenage, a teenage yeah. daughter. And the middle Jesus. child was like middle teens, mm-hmm. maybe 14, 15, something like that. And the youngest was like 10, 11, something, something like that. So I have a, it took a while to develop a strong relationship with the older child, Charis. Her name's Charis. And mm-hmm. the middle child was a lot like me. He was a video game kid um, when I met him, when we you know first developed uh-huh. a relationship. And right. that was how I grew up. I was very much a video game. I was a computer geek, right? So back right. in the old, old days. Um, so I understood him, I think, better. And then the youngest, the youngest, her name's Bria, she is a very, she's just a very social person. She could make yeah. friends at the drop, drop of hat. She could learn, she could meet someone for the first time and they would be best friends for, for life, like in five minutes. That's so that was easy to make, it was easy to, to connect with her. Um, oh. It was fairly easy to connect with Keenan. Shars mm-hmm. um, was a different story. Shars <laughs> had a really strong relationship with her with her father, her, mm-hmm. you know, her, brother, her, her father, father from the first, from my wife's first marriage. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was challenging. 
because uh, she was like, who the heck is this white guy marrying my mom, trying to replace mm -hmm. my dad? And, you yeah, you messing everything like, up. You are violating on every level. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and, you know, and she was also like very much a daddy's girl and, and he tr and he would spoil her. But he, mm -hmm. he would, I, I don't, so he's passed away. So I don't want to speak okay. ill of him, but gotcha. he was very much that kind of, um, weekend dad, like he would show up with presents and then he would disappear oh. for a month and then show up with presents again. So he was very much like idolized. In he was eyes. a superhero. Yeah. Um, that's one of the gifts of the, uh, man, that's, that's like saying that's a whole nother show, but no, don't know. Like it's the, cause you know, I have a, a son who, you know, father, you know, he has a biological father who, and even it was interesting. And this is one, I think this is some, one of the graces that God allows is that even when time, you know, when they're not around, they're not active, yeah. Yeah. the way the child views that parent, yeah. um, if, 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 I, if I think about myself and be honest, it's like, bro, like what? It's like, I didn't play five years in a game and one guy come out and make a shot and you're like rolling on the ground, like it's a huge deal. <laughs> um, and I've had to grow through that where understanding like one, because this is your biological father, that relationship matters just as much as yeah. me and yours matter. I'm, I want you to be that excited because the way you view your parents has a lot to do with how you begin to form and view life. Right. So, what's this? It got weird. What's the script? This you went, you turned green. You're the Hulk. What happened? Uh -oh. Is that me? I or? can, I can still see you. Uh, might yeah, be my I mean, I see you. Yeah, you just okay. turned completely green. Like your your whole yeah. World. But sometimes my internet will get a little weird. Get weird and do it. Okay. So anyway, oh there you go. You're back. Um, so, so I can only imagine now this is, this is not, and this is a very, like I said, your, the dynamic of the home is that's, that's like extremely interesting to me. Like if you, okay. So you have, shoot, you said you had them in their teens and now they're grown adults. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, but we oh, got go so much that we could talk about. Like we originally talked, we originally <laughs> talked about, um, you know, abuse of mm -hmm. children and as part of a part of fatherhood, right? And there's so much crap, crap piled up on my relationship with kids. <laughs> we, you could make that three episodes. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, I, and you I'm, could and focus only on the the white black, you know, relationship right. side of it. You could focus on um, the, the father from a, foreign, from a foreign country thing. I mean, there's so day. many angles. <laughs> it's hard now, to but let me ask you this. It is. It, I mean, and that's and that that's that's why you have so much substance. That's a blessing. So, but my, so my question is: with all of these those differences just on the surface, did you have you recognized how many similarities that you guys have just as a family in this time mm -hmm. span? So you know, like you said, you say you're foreign. They're black. You're white. Like they're you know they have they have a, a biological father that's not there. You know like right. like there's some like but have you noticed how many things you all got share in common? Because y'all spent a nice amount of time in the house together too. That's a really good question because we have a lot that's different, right? Mm -hmm. So it's hard to boil all those differences away. But I feel like those differences are surface. So it's hard to to push all that surface stuff away and get down to the core of things that we have in common. So we share religion, we mm -hmm. share basic decencies, morals, um, you know, 
my oldest has a son. So now we have a fairly good relationship now, me and Charis. Um, it took a long time. But now we share parenting advice and feedback and comments. So the 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 deeper things, the emotional connections mm -hmm. are are there. You know what I mean? But the surface things, like if if you were an outsider, right. as as you are, right? <laughs> you would just see like, oh my gosh, there's so many differences. Mm. But the thing is, if you wipe away all that surface differences, there's, you know, we are very connected as a family. We have a very yeah. close bond. Well, so, see, that's a relational. That's yeah. the relational connection. That see, and that's and that's like you said. If we if we wipe away the surface stuff, which honestly I believe I don't even think it's necessary to wipe away the surface stuff, but to look at the relationship aspect of it. Yeah. Where, like you said, like you said, I, Jim, I might Jerry, be saying it wrong, but yeah. Yeah, no, but yeah, just like you said, like Keenan was the gamer, right? That, that's the middle yeah. one. Keenan. Well, the when we, when I first, yeah, when, when he was so kid, when I right? first, yeah, when I first met him, that's what he was. He, once he hit high school, <laughs> it was, it's over. He, it was over. It was over. Gaming was over. Well, I wouldn't say over. He still kind of games, but um, he was a, a so at, at one point he was a four sport athlete, um, but then he, he trimmed it down to two or three, I think. Um, so he was like four. football, wrestling, track. You know, so right. he he re basically reinvented himself, and that was difficult for me because I was not a sports guy. I mean, in Canada, right. the big sport is hockey, and I played when I was a little tiny kid, but then I stopped playing pretty pretty quickly when I hit about twelve or thirteen. So I was not a sports person, but I did attend some of his you know events, and um, well, that's one of my regrets. I wish I had attended more of his events. Um, but I unfortunately did not. Uh, had my own issues at the time that that was going on, but we'll right. not get into any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, uh, and and now, Keenan and I, I, I so, uh, I so love Keenan and admire him. He is, uh, he works for a lot of nonprofits, uh, has worked for a lot of nonprofits. He's worked for the Jordan, um, Institute. He's worked for uh, a, a nonprofit called um, Triple Threat. Mm -hmm. He currently works for the city to city city of Chicago for uh, for helping young kids. So he's very he he takes like he's social active. type. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. He yeah. And I admire him for it because he basically said, "I don't care what they pay. I'm not about money. I I want to help kids." And I'm like, wow, <laughs> who are you? That's big. <laughs> That's like, major. Yeah, it's is humongous. I, I I don't know. I mean, obviously, he cares about enough money to pay the things. But I mean, that's not his driving. Did you want? That's so not his purpose. To, yeah. Sorry. Did Did you want to retake that? When the dogs are barking. They're not, you know, it just, yeah, it was a little interference. I didn't hear them barking. I just heard sound, but it wasn't that bad. Um, Sorry. Here, we get pick okay. up. No, it was pick back fine. up yeah. again. Pick up, yep. So it was just perfect. Yep, go ahead. Right there. Just about him. Yeah. About the money so, thing, because I had everything else. Yeah. So, yeah, so he, he's incredible. I, I admire him so much. I, I try to give him advice as a man, but I also 
try to filter it. I try my best to filter it through what I think black men might have to go through. Obviously, I can't know exactly what that is, but I do my best. I, I obviously I worry about him in the world because <laughs> um, he is sometimes interacting with law law enforcement in schools. Right. So you know I, I worry that what, he gets what, into bad situations and um, misunderstandings. Well, in the past, so far with his engagement with the with law enforcement, has he had any, have you has he had any issues from to your knowledge or, or any well, negative reports? Well, he's had a few interesting encounters. But uh -huh. uh, he even said, you know, having talked to you, I knew how to deal with it. And I was like, oh, good. <laughs> so he, okay. so, okay. Cool. so yeah, so he was uh, doing some stuff in schools in St. Charles. And mm -hmm. so he has a little beat up little car. Well, at the time he had a little beat up car that he was driving, but in, into St. Charles, but he was a regular, you know, going in and out of St. Charles all the time. Mm -hmm. So somebody pulled him over and he did some of the things that I told him. I said, you know, keep your hands in view so they don't think that you're, you know, trying to reach for any kind of weapon. Keep your hands on the wheel. Never move them. Um, wait till he comes up the window. If he asks you to get anything before you move your hands, tell him what you're about to do. I'm going to reach into the glove box and get my driver's license or whatever, my registration, whatever, whatever right? Um, be highly respectful, you know, always call him sir. We, we live in Texas for a little while, so that's just like common. Like you always call, mm -hmm. um, you always call women ma'am and you always call men sir. <laughs> Absolutely, so, I get it. Yeah, so, you know, all that stuff. And he did all the things I told him and he had no problem. I mean, the cop was being a jerk. He, he you know, he was de definitely being profiled. There was really nothing he did for him to be pulled over. But the right. encounter went per perfectly. He, nothing see, happened. And, and that's because his father prepared him. See, like, the, unfortunately, we can't control. This is why fatherhood, fathership is so important. We can't control how that officer, which is a person too, was raised. Right. But we can't. But we can't control how we raise and bring up our children, because these interactions, like I said, and, and it sucks. Like you, I mean, just in the perfect world, it sucks that you have to prepare somebody on how they should interact with someone who's supposed to protect us, right? And that's, an, I mean, that's that. It just sucks. That's just the reality that many yeah. people have to deal with. It's you the know? world we live in. So. <laughs> it's the world we live in, and that's and that's why we we have a responsibility to try to make it better. So you accepted understanding how to navigate, but we do things as you're doing and as you did to make them better. Because no matter, you know, the Bible talks about how, you know, you show kindness and compassion to your enemy and they don't really know what, you know, I'm paraphrasing, of course, they don't really know right. what to do with that. Right. And the one thing about, you know, somebody being a jerk in many cases is that when you don't give them back what they give you, they're like, whatever you know even if you gave them a ticket or whatever get out of here like they're they're so confused because you didn't give me back that animosity that i may have gave you and it's because i was raised a certain way to carry myself in a certain you know a certain way because i'm going to be the change i want to see um, yeah and that's a, so, that's, so, a, that's a true deal yeah the officer was like well i ran your place and i saw your cars for registered out, out of not in st charles Right. And my son was, well, sir, I come to St. Charles all the time. My car is here regularly. I work with this school, you know, so I'm coming in and out of St. Charles 
to work with the school. Right. And the officer was like, oh, okay, well, you know. Just, right. Now what? Right. <laughs> okay. Keep, you know, keep your speed down. <laughs> right. Back right. Car. <laughs> exactly. Let me find and something. Because, and and Keenan wasn't even speeding or anything at all. He was just it, like, yeah. oh, you're suspicious because, you know, you're a black guy driving in our town yeah. and your car is yeah. not registered in St. Charles. So, so see, see and, that, and, that's what I'm, and that's why I say, you know, these conversations are so important and so dumb because, so look at this. So in this world, we have, let's just, you know, if, and, we're, and we're assuming, because he could have just been a butthead because he was a butthead. Um, yeah. whether, whether he profiled him or not, he could just, you know, there are people that are just dumb. They're just like, you're miserable, whatever the case may be. Um, and this is one of the dope things about just how, you know, as, as we see how we say, how, this is how the world works and this is how people live. There's always a remnant of what God's grace and how you know and how God intends things to be. So we had let's just assume that you know we have this ignorant white you know racist white cop right profiles this this young black kid that's doing work for the Nothing. community. I mean, Nothing. he's just driving through the community. He's that's just driving. It. He is not, but, like, he's not. He's not throwing trash out the window. He's not speeding. He's stopping at all stop signs. So it's like and he's and he's driving to help right. Yeah. And then on the other end of this, this young black guy that's doing some amazing things, he has a white father who is encouraging him and building him. So we got two, we got this one, let's, so let's just put it here. We got this one white cop who's racist and doing something that's out of pocket. And then we have this other white father who steps mm -hmm. in and contributes and adds to a young man. Cause you got to give yourself a little pat on the back, you know, not taking nothing away from Keenan, but him, the man that he is today, you sprinkled a little bit of love in there to make him want to be, you know what I'm saying? Like you, there's yeah. a little bit of breadcrumbs in that I character that, 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 you know, you can attribute yourself to. And that's why it just matters. Because if we go back to some of these people, man, how they were raised, you, you begin to understand. That's why like fathers, yeah. I'm not saying mothers don't matter, but some people were raised in so much hate and, um, yeah. And miserable situations that until they until they give that away, until they give that to God, until they find yeah. some type of outlet, that that's their life. And that's why, like I said, and honestly, that's really why I wanted to talk to you because you were a child of abuse, correct? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Because we because how you and we talk, when I asked about is that enough, and you told me I'm going to, you said that not all fathers are just good fathers. So you said when you yeah. are continuously assaulted and put in the hospital. That's not enough. Like, yeah. bro, you have to do better. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I, black yeah. or white, I, I I would definitely encourage fathers to, you know, evaluate. You know, hey, you know, you know, maybe my father was very abusive, but it doesn't mean that I need to continue. That I need to evaluate how I'm being with my children, and. The problem, you know, a lot of times fathers think, oh, well, you know, my son is just being rebellious with him being rebellious. It's his problem. It's his fault because he's talking back to me or he's swearing at me or whatever. So if he didn't do that, I wouldn't have to hit him. You need to stop and think about that statement and reevaluate because, you know, you can't control what he's doing. You can control how you react to it. Absolutely. So if you need to go and get some help to change your reaction, then you need to go get some help. I mean, that's, I've been through a lot of therapy myself. 
I have a little bit of my dad's temper, but nothing close. My dad was kind of like the Hulk. Like, you got a man and mm-hmm. you turn green and, and, and start, just go zero yeah, and start like knocking doors off their hinges and punching holes in walls. Um, he was also a 18 wheel truck driver, so he was kind of built <laughs> pretty, pretty good. So, pretty rugged. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, really broad shoulders and could bench press a lot of weight. But anyway, um, so he's a, he's a tank. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and he didn't take anything off anyone. Um, but, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you know, like you'd sit at a stop sign and um, car behind him would beep at him because he was sitting too long or something. He'd put the car in park, get out of the car, and walk back to the other guy and go, "You got a problem? You want to come out and talk to me about what your problem is?" He had no fear. Like, no, I'll beat the crap out of you if you, if you, you know. And he'd make them sit there, and then you know, it's like, okay. I'm gonna get back in my car now. But yeah, I mean, wow. anyway, he's just that kind of guy. Very, you know, short fuse, mm-hmm. very hot temper. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, so that was my, that was my comment in, in the in the post was, as a father, you you gotta you gotta evaluate yourself. You can't mm-hmm. just assume that the way your dad did it is not necessarily the best way to do your, you know. Anyway, at all. Yeah, yeah. Were you able to, because you said your father passed away, correct? Yeah. It's okay. been about 10 years or so. I, I'm oh, not wow. not exactly, but around that amount of It's been, okay, it's been a while. Were you, kind of walk me through the process of, because abuse, and this is why I, w- I wanted to make the post, I wanted to hear people's perspective, because mm-hmm my dad was a certain way mm-hmm. right but then there's then there's abuse and there's then there's levels of abuse yeah and i want to have the conversation where i still want to encourage you one that we have to find a way to heal and unfortunately a lot of a, a big portion of healing comes with forgiveness and it's hard to forgive yeah. if you don't understand like if it like yeah. and you're a kid so you're like okay I don't under like being put in the hospital. Like I don't understand. So how can I forgive you? Because this doesn't make sense, and I didn't deserve it, right? Like, because that's right. the one thing I tell anybody who talks about abuse or anything. Like, like okay, first and foremost, you need to know that you didn't deserve it. Like, it wasn't your fault. You couldn't have navigated something differently. You were a child with someone yeah. that you. When I was a kid, my my reaction to the abuse, interestingly enough, wasn't to stop what I was doing to cause the abuse. It was to increase. So like I would talk back to him and I would swear at him and whatever, right? Um, and curse and like call him really nasty things um, wow. in his face, you know. And so it would make him. So you turned up. So he, he would beat up. me and put me in the hospital. And then my reaction to that having happened would be to do it more than not less. <laughs> so it was like, oh wow. yeah, well you know, you you think you won. You think you taught me a lesson. Well. Here's the lesson you taught me. And then I'd go at it even worse than before. So I was in the hospital a lot. <laughs> wow. Question, in the midst of that, being in the hospital, y'all having this. So that means y'all had a little bit more in common when it came to that anger and that pride, because like you said, he didn't take no crap. And it seemed like you as a kid, you weren't taking no crap. He's like, you weren't gonna, I'm not afraid of you. So let's see who can, you know, who can go the longest. Yeah. Did, did you, did you still love him in the midst of all of that? Like, did, could you, like, was there like, uh, like, why didn't you run? Like, did you ever try to run away? Did like, you're bringing, 
So, so as I said, you know, I went through a lot of therapy to get past it and, and basically let go of that hate. But for a long, long, long time, I hated him. I held on to that to that hate for a long time, years and decades, um, wow. and only recently, um, just before he died, actually finally let it all go, forgave him, and said, "You know what? You know it is it happened, and we can't change it. So I need to move on. You know, you should move on." And I'm going to kind of release you and release myself from that right. cycle of hatred. Were you able to get um, an apology? Yeah, actually. Or yeah. Amen. I mean, Amen. just be, again, just before he died. Well, the thing is, there's so many horrible things that happen, right? He said, yes. listen, I'm sorry. And I didn't know, like, what are you apologizing for? Are you apologizing <laughs> because you didn't buy me coffee or right, right, yeah, my childhood right, right. or like, he didn't say, what he just said, for? I'm sorry. And so when I was talking to the therapist, the therapist said, just assume that he was apologizing for, so, yeah. for your childhood and let it, and just leave it at that. Cause you're but driving me like crazy that. trying to, yeah, you're driving yourself yeah, so crazy trying to figure so out sorry. what he was talking about. I was like, so yeah, he just said know, it like that. Let's, hey, just, I'm move, sorry. let's just move on. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? And and that's why I was at, you know, um it's 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 a weird statement, but him that being his best, because do you know anything about like your grandfather and how he was raised and like how, the house he the world he came up in? Yeah, that story's long too. <laughs> so my dad was right. actually raised by his mom. That's a, so that's the short answer. Okay, that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, so it was so he's being raised approximately around World War II. And his dad was a soldier, and he died actually coming home from World War II. He was hit by a train. Bro, so my dad was like three. Nuts. So my dad really didn't know his father. He was mm -hmm. really raised by his by my grandmother, his mother, and a stepfather that I don't really know much about. But the stepfather was kind mm -hmm. of an absent dad. So really, really, he was raised by his mom. So right, it creates. Because you know, um, I did a little bit of research on my father, just trying to, I was trying to figure him out. Cause I had, I went through this period of hate too. And understanding the world that your father comes up in helps. Not, it doesn't, it doesn't allow you to enable them or make it seem like they weren't responsible cause they yeah. were responsible. Cause like you said, they could assess, they could have changed. But for me, like you said, to get that release, what helped me get the release was once I began to uncover the world you grew up in, those slight things that I'm like, okay, like you said, he said, I'm sorry. And you're like, bro, <laughs> like be yeah. more specific when unfortunately that might've been a huge step for him because of the world he came up in, even yeah. though it wasn't enough for you. Um, it was enough for you to, like you said, to, for you to release him and more importantly, release yourself. Well, the thing because, is, yeah. That only brought like mental understanding of his situation. It didn't really do anything for me emotionally. Um, it was like, okay, he Fact. was raised, you know, in a rural area, mm -hmm. a lot of farming people, a lot of very conservative type of viewpoints and whatever. And his mom was not the best at raising him. And, you know, she would hit him. Okay. Like now I understand his situation. Mentally I get that part. Right. Emotionally it didn't help it didn't help me emotionally. It was like I understand, but I don't 
I don't but that doesn't you from the hurt. Yeah, that doesn't fit. Yeah, that doesn't fix what what happened here. Right. Which is in a, so okay, so the the emotional yeah. thing. The only what I found out through years of therapy, the emotional thing. He can't release you from the emotional thing. No, you've got to release no. yourself from the emotional thing. So Absolutely. you got you know again, like I said, it took me years, but um, you got to work through it and you know, come to your own, you know, forgiveness for that. Yeah, you got to find a piece. It's not easy. I mean, it takes a long not time to get past it. I, 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 you know, held a giant chip on my shoulder um, for a long time. And it, and the interesting thing is it drove me to do stuff like I didn't even know. Like it was like, um, my wife would go, why are you like that? And I was like, I didn't even know. It's like, mm, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's the way I am. And, you know, after evaluating, it's like, oh, I do that because my dad did this and my dad yep. did that. And I'm holding on to that. And I was like, wow. Yep. Like, yeah, that, like instance, that hate and that hurt. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 cha- it changes you. It well, one of the, yeah, one of the, one of the, my personality traits is that I don't give up. That you know, <laughs> for instance, we we were at a beach, and my wife said just mentioned it would be kind of cool to have a you know a beach barbecue, and there was like this huge wind coming off the water onto the beach, and I was like, okay, let's do that, and I started to you know started this crusade to create a fire so we could cook stuff, and the wind of course was making it extremely difficult, so I was like building this windbreak and digging a big hole in the ground <laughs> and like putting the fire in there and my wife's like you was gonna make it happen it was way too much effort and it's like no you wanted this i'm gonna we're gonna, make I'm it gonna happen. fight this and do this until like she was like i don't think you know afterwards she was like you were like a dog with a bone you just would not let this go and i was like you're right i don't know why i i do that i do that with everything it's like when someone says something i've got to prove i can do it even if it doesn't really change anything or make any difference if they say you can't do something i gotta prove them wrong and and do it because my dad always said i was worthless and i couldn't do things and you and i took that to heart and now it's part of me that when someone says i can't do something i've got to do everything i can to prove that they're wrong that they're wrong because you're because you because you're still proving him wrong Exactly. Exactly. That's that's major. I still have that characteristic, kind of, but I'm more will. I'm more willing now to let things go. Like I now, it's like, yeah, you don't matter. You tell me that I can't do something, but I don't care that you said that, and I Mm -hmm. can let it go. Um, Before it was like anyone says anything that I can't do, forget it. I'm like proving. I'm I'm, I'm proving. I'm gonna prove him every time and. And you know, I mean, finding the balance because you know, my um, my son, my oldest son, and my wife, they have that mm-hmm. obsessive personality too. Like, if we mm-hmm. if we're sitting somewhere and they, they think about something, then they're gone. Like it, until that's fixed, <laughs> they're gone. And like I said, finding balance in it because it's not a terrible trait, but yeah. the fuel the fuel is the issue. Because like you said, now once you figured it out and you changed the fuel, you you can you know you can navigate when it's like oh no nah, I'm good uh, you know whatever. And then, okay, some of those I things are unhealthy, right? Because it's like there, some of the things there, that people there. challenge you with are not really things you want to do. Exactly. But because you've got this chip on your shoulder or whatever from your from your childhood. Yeah. You're compelled to do it anyway. 
even though right, it's not a healthy prove, thing. Because <laughs> right, right. you're, you're constantly trying to prove to your, to your father, who's not even living anymore, uh -huh. that you can do things that people think that you can't do. So, so that means like, your whole self Seriously, you need to stop and think about it. Like, wait a minute. Do I really care that this person said I couldn't do anything? Is, it, exactly. is that person worth the effort? Exactly. That's what I was about you to say. So, so that keeps you in a world where you're constantly trying to va be validated. And yeah. anybody and anybody around you can change that in a moment. So you could be yeah. doing great here and you're feeling and you're, you know, you're confident, you're doing right. And then somebody yeah. else can just suck the self-confidence and the self-worth out of you because yeah. you gotta go back to you have to go back to trying to prove your father right. I mean prove your yeah. father wrong. And then yeah. that and that's super unhealthy because you're there's no peace in that. Right. Like at, at all. So I mean it's so the road to recovery, like I said, therapy, which is amazing. You say you you're you're um, you you and your family share the same faith so you guys hold on to Christ, which I that matters. That means something. That um a lot. I mean, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, not to say a little, it means a lot. Have you know, okay, so do you, have you saw that through the process of healing that you, that you become a better father or that you can recognize that when you were dealing with this, you were a certain type of father. And when it started to go away, when you started to heal on your own, you became this kind of father. Can you see the, like the difference? I am, I'm still kind of feel guilty about not being there for my kids as much as I yeah. they, I feel like I should have been. Right. But now I have a grandson. So mm -hmm. I try to do better, you know, but it's not the same thing. You know, uh, grandchildren and children, it's not the same relationship. Mm -hmm. So, but I, but I you know, I, I try to be a better, you know, granddad. male role model, I guess, for my grandson. I'll tell you this, um, and I really appreciate because I know this is a lot. And like I'm gonna, I'm gonna just tell you right now, Paul. We're we're gonna have to talk some more. But um, me and my father's relationship was pretty, was pretty estranged, right? Um, and it wasn't all his fault. Let me say it like this: it was everybody's fault. Um, when I got to a certain age, it was my fault. Um, in the beginning, it was my mom and my dad's fault. Um, it was everybody. You know, can get can get it. everybody was responsible in some way, shape, or form. But I'll tell yeah. you that there were things I wish my dad did, right? There were things mm -hmm. I'm like, come on, man, you know, with my personality. Mm -hmm. um, there's two things. I'm I'm thankful that I was able to get through it because I didn't have a terrible dad. I had a great dad. He loved me. He did his best. He did his best. Yeah. Th that, that didn't mean he didn't miss the mark or there wasn't things that I wanted that I didn't get from him in that time. The one thing that I'm thankful for is that God helped me as I got over because I hated him. I was angry and spited him and, you know, mm -hmm. was rebellious, stupid rebellious. Um, and I'm almost probably a spitting image of personality of <laughs> like me and my dad have so much in common. Sometimes it's annoying. Like people are like, man, you so much like your pops. I'm like, you know, <laughs> you know, but you don't want to say, you don't want to admit that you're, that they're right. Admit that, <laughs> that, that they're right. Absolutely. So, but the one thing that that relationship with my father did do, despite, you know, I wish he would have done this. I'm, I'm focused on those things for my mm -hmm. children. So inadvertently, yeah. God's been able to use that to make me like, okay, my children have different personalities. So if I got six kids or three kids, I can't treat them the same. Yeah. And I have to figure that yeah. out. Like it matters yeah. because it matters. My personality 
you know, my dad's, you know, big brawly guy and he felt like he had to impose that on me. And I'm a more idealistic kind of guy. Like I need you to, yeah. if it makes sense to me, cause I have my middle son like, if it makes sense to me, we don't have to talk about it. I mean, we won't have a, a, a reoccurring dispute because it makes right. sense. If it does not make sense to me, we're gonna fight about this every single time. Because if I think it's stupid, <laughs> it's stupid until proven otherwise, which makes it a chore. Um, mm. But that's that's taken as rebellion, especially as a child, because you're a yeah. kid, do what I say, not as I do. But growing up, learning how my dad approached it, I'm approaching it differently because I know how it feels, right? Yeah. But I say all that to say this. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Well, I, I kind of, understand what you're saying very well and i understand the father's perspective where hey you know what i've gone through this too and i was i did the things that you're doing now i did it uh -huh. wrong i know exactly. i did it wrong i'm trying to tell you from my experience that this isn't a good way to approach it i'm trying to tell you the better way to approach it but you're not listening to me because you're like looking mm -hmm. at me going who are you because you did it this way to flow like why are you criticizing me right so, and it, so, so it's a dance and it's a balance because right. while you do have to understand your child you still are his father right yeah. so there so there's a there's a relationship but but caring enough like i said caring to to understand these these characters, you know, man, okay, his personality is like this. So I want to get you here. You know, because I know you're here, I know I know how we're gonna get there versus before, you know, you know, there's a, a, a style of teaching parenting where I'm here, you're there, get here now. Like and and, yeah. and there's no, there's no, but the um the last thing I wanted to tell you is that with the grandparenting thing, because me and my father's relationship was estranged, it's gotten better. And when mm -hmm. I tell you him being a dope dad to my, or being a great grandfather, it means the world to me. It, mm. It's literally as I'm watching him being around him, cause my dad worked like, a, like he just worked so hard. My dad, he, mm. he, in his mind, he has to carry the planet. Like that's that type of guy he is. Yeah. He just has to carry the world. So he just worked all his life, worked harder than he probably had to. Him being older, him slowing down a little bit, not really, because he's still a young guy in his mind, but him spending the time with my kids, I'm telling you, is healing and is doing little things in our relationship that he didn't do for me, that he's doing for my kids. And I'm like, my man. Like it's 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 improving, it's improving our relationship more and more because even though he didn't do it for me, seeing him do it for my babies, it's yeah, it's a weird thing to say, but it's worth it. Like because yeah. I made it, you know, God still carried me. I made it through. So if my kids can get what I didn't get, it's really plus they get stupid healing. Like it's, it's, it's been amazing. Like it, it's like literally there are things that I was mad about him, mad at him for doing. And then I watch I him with my kids. I can't speak for my oldest, but I have a feeling that's probably what's healed. Our, my relationship with her is that she sees me um, caring about my grandson, her, her son. And mm -hmm. um, Think that has been healing for for both of us um, it's major in the it's same major. way that you're that you're talking about yeah it's major so i appreciate it hey guys i hope that you uh really enjoyed the interview between myself and paul boudreaux we said we said a lot and like i and like i told him i'll i'll just say it to you guys again that man I, i'm definitely gonna have to have him back on because um, we really just really touched the surface, but I wanted to gauge the conversation. There was not a one-all or one-size-fit-all solution 
because there are so many levels to these things. There are so many dynamics. There are so many past experiences. There are so many things that shape how a person processes these events, how they process them, what it turns them to, and how they feel um, in that moment, in the person that actually becomes, who the person that they actually become outside of it. So uh, I just really wanted to enter the conversation because I think that it's very, very important. I also wanted to, or my favorite part, and that's why I wanted to bring it up, is I did want to bring up the racial conversation because he is a white man from Canada um, and he was in and he married into a family with black children because I know the one thing that we are hearing you know in America is how important race is and how different we are and I love when God gives me the opportunity to see some of the things that he put into the world that connects us because white older male Canadian um, different likes different desires but somehow we are connected through this one thing that I call the fathership project him trying to be a better father him working through the things and working through his healing through the father-son relationship and as myself doing the same thing as a young black male born in Detroit but somehow Canada and Detroit becomes connected not just through fatherhood but also as brothers in Christ which makes it even more dope so we said a lot uh, and I would love to get you guys' feedback. If you are listening to this show on the Anchor app, there's a dope little thing where you can actually just send some audio and you can send it to me and I promise I'll share it on the show. Um, let's keep the conversation going. It's not about having an answer right away. It's about being open and willing to listen and learn from someone outside of yourself. It doesn't even mean you'll agree. It doesn't even mean that what they suggest or what they talk about is something that you'll apply. But it does mean that you took the time to listen, learn, and maybe a seed is planted on your end or on the other end. You really don't know. And you really won't ever know until you're open to have this conversation. So, um, you guys, I hope you like the show. If you are listening and you heard some kind of melody in the background, that was my oldest son, Carter who is now a producer and he fully, he produces my complete show. All the music I share outside of the songs um, that are, you know, sent by other artists will be completely, totally, 150,000% my son. And I'm crazy excited about it. But if you are interested, you can also um, email me at fathershipstrong at gmail.com. If you're interested in some beats, we have not launched his website yet, but if you are a listener, you, of course, have an advantage because you know his boss or sort of his boss. Either way, I digress. So if you're interested in some CJ, some CJ inspires content, um, you can inbox me again or email me again at um, fathership project, fathership strong at fathershipstrong at gmail.com. Once again, I thank you for listening to The Fathership Project. My name is Demetrius Early. You be blessed and enjoy the rest of your week. Play Air Media.
You're all I wanted more For thou, O Lord, art a shield for me I'm bound in you, that's where I am free You paid it all when you died on the tree Hidden beneath your wings You are my everything Jesus, your name is a home for me Jesus, your name is a home for me You are my fortress, you're my hiding place Whom shall I fear or be afraid You are my shelter away from the pain My hope is in your name Shut up. 